yo yo welcome back to another episode of the talking company you know if you guys are back for this episode you know you guys you guys are starting to like us a little bit and for that we love you we want to put out the best stories possible and you know if you guys have any stories out there if you guys know anyone who has a story about success story through hardship you know a story that will motivate other people Please let us know. DM us on Instagram. You know who we are. Jalen Steven, Johnny Weddle, Johnny Waddle. <laughs> uh, you guys can DM us, tell us, you know, come up to us in person and be like, yo, you guys got to get in contact with this person because I feel like it'll be great for your guys' podcast. And, you know, we love all the feedback you guys are giving us. This is honestly amazing. We never expected to get this much feedback so quickly. So with that being said, we have a great great interview for you guys today we interviewed a woman who came from nothing and when i mean nothing i mean you know when once she got to america she didn't even know english ladies and gentlemen she didn't even know english and now she's a sophomore in college running two businesses ha man so with that being said ladies and gentlemen Bethy. Welcome, everybody. Today is Tuesday the 11th, and today we've got the one and only Bethy with us today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for coming over to the studio. Finally, like, it kind of took a minute, though, Bethy. I've been busy. <laughs> been busy. Been busy. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Bethy. Um, I grew up in Ethiopia, and I came to the States when I was eight years old. Um, from there, I went to high school in Sauk Rapids, and now I just finished my first year at Gustavus. And what are you along the way... um. I started an, a vegan hair care business from my phone, and then that led to me opening my CBD business that I just started last week. Hell yeah. Good for you. Well, so let, let's rewind a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Ethiopia and, and, and how you came over to the States to start up your businesses. So I actually do not have like very many memories of Ethiopia um, besides like... How many years were you there? Um, I lived there until I was eight years old. Okay. Or seven, because the calendars are like flipped. Sure. But yeah, I don't really have like a lot of memories from there. I just know that like my mom, um, she was like a single mom. So she was trying to raise four kids at the same time. And so she wanted to give my sister and I like a better opportunity, a better um, quality of life. And so she gave us up for adoption. Um, my sister was four at the time. And then um, we came to the States. And obviously, there's a lot more opportunity here. So I just feel like I have to like be successful because that's what like she gave up. You know, she gave up, like, parenting me, like, raising me, and I'm sure that was hard as a mother. And, like, when I was younger, that was hard for me to understand. I was like, oh, like, whatever. But, like, now I see that there is so much more you can do in America, and I just feel like I have to, like, live up to my full potential, you know, for mm -hmm. them. So do you still communicate with your mom? Um, actually, when you're adopted, you can't communicate with your parents until you turn 18. And um, by the time I turned 18, I had no way of speaking to my parents or my family because I had forgotten the language. I forgot the culture. Like, I barely had any memories of them at that point. And so for, like, a year or so, I just felt, like, like uncomfortable because I'm like, hey, like, if I talk to them, if I go back there and visit them, like, what am I supposed to feel? I don't have any, like, memories of them, you know? So, like, that was kind of, like, a hard battle. And I, like, didn't like the fact that I didn't know the culture or the language or, like, the traditions, like, anything like that. So... I, it's something that I, like I'm working on and like processing like I want to make my way back there and like have a connection with my family again but I just right. have to it's all about like the money obviously um and then like learning the language too 
So how was your transition over to the States? Was there a big period of time where you kind of try to forget about Ethiopian customs? Um, it was really hard because you go from this country where like everyone is like you. Um, it's very just like family like essence, you know, and then you come to a new country where you don't know anybody. Like I didn't know the people that adopted me. Thank God, like I was with my sister because that way I was like able to experience it with someone that was like me that still spoke my language. But you come to this foreign country where everything is different. Like the cultural shock was insane. You don't know the language. You don't know the people that you're living with. And so that was super hard. And I got adopted in like August. And so like that next month I was already in school. Right. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Did so, you know the language at all at that time? No, I only knew like simple words like, hello, right. how are you? Damn. My name is. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. And then they like put me in school and I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, I don't know what the heck right. you're saying. Jeez. You know, what, what grade was that then? Um, like so kindergarten, first grade. I actually got put into first grade when I should have got put into second grade because I didn't talk ever. Right. I was so shy. And so they were like, oh, maybe she has like a learning disability or whatever. And so they put me in first grade. But I picked up on language super fast. Like my ESL teacher said I was speaking English in like two weeks. And then like after like my first year, I was like very fluent in it. And they wanted to skip me into third grade. But I was like, okay, like this is my first year. And I just made friends. I don't want to go through the process of like the awkward socializing part. And so I was like, no, I'll like stay in this grade. And so like I'm a year older than my grade, but... Okay. That's just how it played out. For sure. Currently, you go to Gustavus. So what was the transition like from, you know, grade school where you came from Ethiopia to high school to then college? Like, um, My entire life, I feel like I've been, like, very independent and, like, on my own. Um, just It was just, like, my sister and I. Uh, my family was great, but I just didn't connect with them very well. And I never really connected with, like, the culture, like, of America. And so that was... What was the question? <laughs> how would you, how would you transition from coming here in middle school to building some of the most impressive companies I've seen from anybody our age? How does that happen? Um, I think it was just my independency from like a young age. I've always been driven and I've always like had the mentality that like I do want to go back to Ethiopia to like see my parents and like live in the culture because I miss that a lot. And I still do, even though I don't have like very like vivid memories of it. Like you get like a certain energy when you think about things, you know, and I'm like, I want that energy. I want that feeling back. And so that's just like kind of like what pushed me and like the feeling that I have to give back to my mom for giving me this opportunity. So I'm like, I have to be successful at one point. I want to bring them back here. And I don't know. That's just like the mentality I have. How are the relationships with your mothers at this point? Um, which, like you said, do you have any contact with your, your birth mother at, at this, this point? point? Um, actually, just last year, my brother contacted me through Facebook, but I was kind of weary because I'm like, okay, they don't really have like internet like that in Ethiopia. And I've been like um, hacked, like my Facebook was hacked before with like my brother's name on it, but it wasn't my brother's like in the picture. Sure. And then this person that like messaged me had me as their profile and he was saying that like he was my brother so I could have had contact with him but also I was like super wary I'm like I don't know if this is like legitimate but also this person sent to me like my adoption papers my birthday like my birth certificate like everything and like was like telling me all these stories and I'm like yeah I remember that happening so I'm like this has to be my brother because otherwise like who would know those like personal stories right um but then, like, other things have happened that made me question, like, 
consistently like asking for money and stuff like that and i just my family's not really like that and so it's just super like it could be him and maybe he's not maybe in translation like his meaning is getting Mm kind of like misinterpreted but yeah i don't know i just don't know that how does that affect you it affects me a lot because i just feel like like you know everyone has that um process of like trying to like find themselves and like who they are um, but I feel like there's so much of me that's missing and, like, that's unanswered that, like, I don't really know how to, like, continue the process, you know? And, and so you're doing that through things that you love. Is that building businesses? And Yeah, I think I think that is, like, one of the most, like, fundamental reasons why I, like, pursue things and, like, try to be different. Like, because I feel like I need to have some sense of self, some sense of individuality because I don't know my family or because like I don't know like my story. So I have to start creating it. I have to start making it and like take control of my life. So I know like who I am, you know? Sure. So I just follow what feels right. And then therefore I'm like creating my personality and character in that way. So who do you look up to for inspiration? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Gary V. I love Gary V. Just because he's so real, like we he doesn't give a fuck. He's not gonna spare your feelings. Right, he's he really does. Real. He tell it, yeah, he's he raw. It he says how it is for sure. Yeah, and he puts out content like no other. And I couldn't think of a more perfect person yeah. to yeah. you know idolize. Consistently too, man. Consistent. Yeah, he and wants he's, everyone to succeed. Like he's yeah. giving everyone the keys. And he's so. very interactive with his viewers too. Right. Absolutely. So that keeps them loyal to him and like wanting to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. So I know, like I listen to Gary Vee as well, like almost on the daily, and he he gives out all this advice that is so straightforward. And so here's how you go get money. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. Yeah. So what's your your drive to go and do that? You know, Gary Vee just says it's that easy. So, but there's obviously more to it. What's your motivation? What's your drive? Um. What keeps you, what keeps you, I know, so after a long day of work, yeah, you know, it, it's tough to think that I could go back with full of energy and go and edit mm-hmm. these podcasts and do this, this and that, but I yeah. do it because I love it. Yeah. Is, is that just, do you have the love for entrepreneurship that makes it easy for you? Yeah, I feel like I get that question a lot, like what motivates you, what keeps you going, like why don't you stop? And I like don't really know how to answer that because that's just who I am. Like right. it's just, you do things so consistently that like it becomes a habit and like you're subconsciously doing it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so for me, these businesses and like saying, staying consistent and like being true to myself and like following like my passions and getting closer to my goals every single day, I've just created a habit. Like it's a routine for me, you know, like you wake up, you brush your teeth, you eat cereal, you go out and like start your day, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just for me, that's just what it is. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's the recipe right there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) It is. You just, so I have a, I have a question. That's right. Um, through how many businesses do you have, by the way? Right now I'm running two. Two, two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So through the two, tell me about the people you've met along the way. Oh, the people are amazing. I think that's also what drives me. Um, that what drove me to start my second business is because I feel like I've had a hard time connecting with people because they don't like I don't think the same way they do, and I don't really care about the same things that they do. But in the like the people I met through these, they have the same mindset as me. They have the same drive and ambition as me, and so that's also what keeps me going because every single day someone is consistently talking about what they're doing and i'm like hey like what am i doing 
you know right. like you can write a list and be like okay i'm gonna get this stuff done and then like a week pass like two weeks pass and you still haven't done that shit you know but like when you're surrounded by people who are driven every fucking day and they're continue to text you like whether if it's like a simple like they ask me a question about like product knowledge like what should i recommend to this person and i realize oh like she's working but i haven't put in any work any day so that is also what keeps you going and surrounding yourself by those people that are continually working on themselves too and you've been meeting people all over the country through your connections haven't you yeah yeah because um my hair business is in the uk canada and the united states hell yeah yeah how'd you get those connections um social media like that is like the future yeah everyone is on there you know and like people are like oh everyone is starting their own business everyone sells hair products everyone's doing this okay yeah but think about how many other people are like there's so many people out in the world and you only know a select few of them but once you get on social media you can look at everybody every city every state every country you know yeah and so those people that are like small-minded and say oh everyone does it so i'm not gonna do it because i'm not gonna have anyone to sell to yes you are right so so going back to that you were saying how you know you've got so many people selling hair products even Mm -hmm. the same monet company yeah what makes you different why are you successful i think um stories sell and i think a lot of people go into entrepreneurship with the mindset of profit they go at every prospect as money or like a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But with me, I just want to educate the people on the product, show them how different it's made in my life and just let that be known. And then that way, if they choose to, they come to me and then I'll help them out. Everything is not money. I, I value human interaction a lot more. The people that I've met through this and then like the people that are like positively impacted by the products that I sell like that is like what keeps me going kind of Mm -hmm. you know like people gain confidence from it or their mindset changes because all of a sudden they're changing their everyday routine and one thing leads to another you know right Mm -hmm. it's a lifestyle and that's what it was that's what these businesses create absolutely is is that what keeps you happy through this you know you talk about your businesses your side hustles your jobs how do you maintain a healthy uh, healthy emotional status um that is what keeps you know like yep. um before I started the businesses I was kind of just like at a rough point in my life you know like I was just kind of going through the motions I'm like I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing like going to college I should know like a major like I have to figure that out mm-hmm. you know and then like in like I always think about the future you know and so I get su- I get anxiety when I'm like hey like I don't know what I'm gonna do and so I feel like I started these businesses so I could take control of that because I'm like control freak right. low key but <laughs> like I didn't know what I wanted in the future I didn't know what I wanted to study but I wanted to do everything right you know it wasn't that I there's not one thing I don't want to do or that I don't know you know but it's that like I wanted to do everything and so through these businesses like the main things that I value like human interaction like communication and like when I said before like stories sell I meant that like that's what keeps me different because I try to show them who I am as a person and then they're they're not okay people don't know the company they don't know the products and so they're not gonna join your team or like your business or like buy your products because of the products period they're gonna buy them from you right. because they had some type of interaction mm-hmm. with you because they vibe with your energy for whatever reason and then from that you build trust because they don't know the products like that but because you made that connection with them they have trust in you and they're gonna believe your word for it and then they're gonna try it because right. of you 
Sure. So with those relationships that you build with Monet specifically, your hair products, and moving to CBD, a relatively more controversial topic, I would say. So are you concerned about your following with your hair product if you're going out and selling CBD? Mm -hmm. Because I've been, I've been thinking about it, you know, in the podcast specific, you know, like, do we want to go on tangents and and do like, you know, doobies and movies on Sundays and do put that on the podcast? Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, cons- you know, because mm-hmm. I, I want to provide for our, our demographic, I would say, is like 18 to 26, yeah. you know, college students, every they'd be involved in that. But, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. 45, 50 might not be. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at the same time, I feel like because CBD came out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. it just, it's a boom. OK, there's CBD gummies, CBD drinks, CBD. Uh, they are kind of yeah. coming up like that. And huh? yeah. I feel like, it, you know, if something and Walmart's about selling the ret- retail stores. And then so I feel like if something's getting accepted that fast, the older generation have an easier time you know, going along with right. it because, you know, everyone else is doing it. Why not? Like, okay, I'll do it mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Why not? I feel like older generations are stubborn as heck and I don't think they'll ever like fold. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think so. I- I'm kind of like, with you on that. I feel I, like most I, of the, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, they're just like stuck in their ways. Like that's whatever, but no. So I don't think the older generations will change, but I don't really, um, see that as a problem because, I started these businesses because I was passionate and because I believed in the products. Yeah. And so if people, there's a lot of people with Monet that were like super like, oh, it makes your hair fall off. It does mm-hmm. this and that. And they didn't do the research and they didn't realize that that was all false. Right. You know? And so, but that didn't stop me from selling them because I still believed in the product. And so that's the same thing with CBD. Like it's been so beneficial and it's so, been so helpful for me personally, like, from so like I was in a car accident so I have like neck and back pain but it like I didn't break anything it's just like tissue tear mm-hmm. and so they're like that's just gonna be your entire life your back's just gonna hurt because your body just takes a long time to like um, bind that back together but and nothing has really helped they're like take Tylenol twice a day do this do that um, and nothing's really helped but like CBD ha- has helped me so much and it's made my life a lot more comfortable um, and it's also used for so many other reasons and if people don't agree on like what the product can do or if they don't support the product it doesn't really matter to me yeah just don't buy it yeah just don't buy it like it's like that with everything everything in a sense is politics you know yep there's some that are gonna agree some don't it doesn't matter it's all about like what you value yeah right absolutely Mm -hmm. so with all of this I can't help but ask about your your creativity and where that comes in. Are you thinking about building your own business outside of Monet or outside of the CBD company? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what it's going to be yet. Um, I've had like a few thoughts, but I definitely want to start my own business. I think I went to Chicago um, the other summer and it made me so sad seeing like how many homeless people there were, how many like I just feel like there shouldn't if you're doing the right things there shouldn't you shouldn't ever be homeless like that's a fucked up system that's a fucked up economy like that shouldn't happen but I do understand there are some people that don't work and that put themselves in those situations but I want to go to um, communities that are impoverished and there's so much talent there's so much intelligence there but they're just stuck they can't get out they have no one helping them you know so I want to like start a company that will go into these communities, like find people, like pro- like prospects, you know, mm-hmm. like, and if they're athletes, so be it. If they're singers, whatever, like I'm going to figure out a way to help these people 
bring them sure. back into the world and let them use their talents you know Hell yeah yeah no it, homelessness that, is a it's a huge problem it is and there's been you know laws created about laws directed towards homeless people specifically for example like sleeping on the side of the street is right. now a, a, you can't sleep in public i mean that's so sad that's completely directed straight um, towards homeless people yeah. so i i think that's great that you're yeah small you're thing that, that i noticed um when i went to europe their park benches were just like long like just benches you know there wasn't like a divider but then when i came back to the states our benches have the dividers in the middle so people can't lay down Interesting. and i don't know if there's a correlation with that but it just that's kind of yeah bizarre fucked that's up. Weird. yeah no like, neither does australia and like Norway, like they don't have dividers in yeah. their benches. And I was like, okay, why is the United States? That's fucking weird. Even though it's like a small detail yeah, and I'm super right. cynical, sure. but like. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's no, something but, noticed. Yeah, for that sure. is. Yeah. There's like other things too. It's just fucked up. Right. So uh, do you have any other new business ideas coming up? Are you looking to jump on any new trends? Um, Right now, I'm really focused on expanding my CBD industry. Um, So I just started it. I literally just launched my business like this week or like last week. What what day is it even? Tuesday? I lose track during the summer. Yeah. I'm going with Tuesday. So Monday. <laughs> yeah. So Monday. And like I've had so many prospects. I've just been like super busy. And um, I just want to like build my team. Yeah. You know, and I want to grow that. Because sure. I feel like it's like it's ground level right now, you know. Yeah. And it's supposed to expand by like 700. Right. In like five years. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dude, yes. The, 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 so the industry it's is on the come up. Like, yeah. You were telling me, and, and I'm still stuck on my whole, okay, how do I want my image to be? Yeah. Can I maintain the podcast while selling CBD products? Yeah. I'm working on it. I just feel like um, right now everyone is on this like green, organic, like save the planet, yep. whatever. Like they're on a wave, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think that's why it's important to hop on it now because people waves come and go you know yeah. like when nipsey died it was like a huge thing like everyone wanted to change the world like everyone was hopping on this but like you didn't realize that most of the people are just posting for clout yeah they, were, they didn't actually even know who nipsey was like did you listen to his music before he even died you know uh, exactly but like now it's I, been I, like I, same way weeks after and no one talks about him no one posts about mm, him it's tragic it's just bandwagon Sucks. same thing happened with mac miller same thing same, happened with x dying, dude you know it's bandwagon so okay that's actually dragging me to to something else is entrepreneurship and you know you listen to gary v you hear him mm-hmm. say how entrepreneurship is the new trend and it wasn't a thing when he started up right but like i said what what sets you apart what makes you a real entrepreneur versus all the other people faking it for the clout i think that i i'm actually consistent and that i'm actually like making money from it you know um people there's the whole like um fake it till you make it thing mm-hmm. but people tend to focus so much on the faking it that they don't, that they're not going to make it because they're not actually putting in the work. They want to look like they're doing the work. Right. But also there's a lot of people that will start businesses and they're just not consistent with it. They'll stick with me for like a month or two and then they don't, they're not seeing the results right away. They're not patient enough. So they're done, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm going to keep going. Then like, I don't have any other results except for winning, you know? Because if right. you quit, that's the only way you can lose. But if you keep going, if you keep working, if you keep showing up every single day, there's no fucking way you're going to lose. Because you're still there. You just, have to exactly. be pati- you just have to be patient. It doesn't come overnight, you know? Trust the process. Everything builds you up. You first. That's facts. Yeah. Everything builds up. 
It adds on. All right, Bethy. Uh, tell the listeners your URLs, your links, your ads. Give them all My your information. <laughs> <laughs> So we can get you hooked up on social media. Okay. Um, my Instagram is Bethy, B-E-T-H-E-E-Y-Y. That's all you need to know. There you go. Boom. Then all the links <laughs> are there in your bio, yeah? Yep. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for coming on our show. And uh, what words you got for me? <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, Thanks, yeah. Bethy. <laughs> oh, we'll blast. talk to you later. Uh, yeah, we'll Bye, guys. <laughs>